So we saw last night in the Kuzari was the concept that the Didus, the solitude, as an absolute is not so good. That people have no contact with anybody and are completely on their own. But on the other hand, he said that even a person who rejects the company of other people, so he brought the example of Hanayich and that instead of that, they look for company, so to speak, in the world of the Malachim. Now he gives another example of the same idea. That a person isn't meant to be completely on their own, even if they want to withdraw from interaction with the, the common or the public. And he brings another example. He says, The philosophers, they also have an of Jesus. They also enjoy being on their own. Why? When a person is on his own and he can focus on his own thoughts and develop his ideas, so then that helps the silence or the lack of distraction helps the person come to whatever maskanas he wants to come to, explore topics in his mind as best he's able to. Until they arrive at whatever they consider the MS to be, Except for what, obviously, those areas which are still in doubt, which means he's not going to claim that the philosophers came to an absolute MS. But in as much as uh, it wasn't something which they had focused about, so then that, that's how much they realized, or they, you know, they came to a conclusion. And he said this was based on their ability to think without the distraction of other people. But even though, on the one hand, therefore, they shunned company of people, they wrote to him, they still never, nevertheless, they wanted to interact with their students. Because having to explain something or discuss it, maybe argue that, brings people to a mechka, to a fuller analysis, or the fact that the person has to repeat the points to explain them brings the person to a clear, more of a clarity and it's easier to remember. He gives an interesting marshal for that. A person whose entire goal is directed to making money, and therefore, even if he isn't interested in just casual, so to speak, interaction with other people, but other investors or other businessmen who he can make money from, so it's very interesting in having to do with them because that's the way for him to profit. Anyway, so what he wanted to say was that absolute uh, solitude isn't good, even for a person who values the advantage of being able to acquire the Chachma which comes from uh, silence or contemplation. Nevertheless, still, even people like that still have a, see a value in, in interacting with other people in the sense of the students who they can teach or people that they can trade information with. And so this is what the, the philosophers used to have, Zeus, Mala, Socrates, there was a change in the schools of philosophy, within, even in the, in the Greek school of philosophy, between the early philosophers, who, it's interesting, the Chachamim, thank you, the Chachamim considered to be a national value, to the later philosophers, who were maybe expanding a philosophy which was wasn't based in the same depth, or wasn't coming from a point of 
understanding like there was before. But nevertheless, so he gives us a marshal, and that's that the idea of being of being completely cut off from other people isn't healthy. And then he says the same thing. Because uh, Socrates marshal. did what? Socrates. Socrates is an example because Socrates kept away from the population of Athens of his time. He saw them as being um, not people who were living in life of Chochmah, and uh, but nevertheless he had students, and uh, so he didn't completely maintain a distance from people. And now that was his marshal. Now what he wants to say is al vehimatzeh hashchina ba'aretz haktoishim when the shchina was near to Israel, ve'am hamuchan nerebur when people were able to receive the poor, ve'az hayu anashim nifradim people used to separate themselves. And they used to stay in deserts together with people similar to them. This is for the now. They weren't completely on their own. There were groups of people who were misplaced together. They used to help each other and uh, to achieve either Chachmas or those levels of mason which bring a person closer to the level of the Buddha, and they could maintain the lifestyle of Kedush and Tara being separated from uh, the general population. And that was the way that people used to try and develop themselves to get the Buddha. Those are called the B'nai We found a number of times in Nach, specifically in the beginning of Shmuel, about groups of people who were called B'nai Nevim. What's the idea of B'nai Nevim? It means people who hadn't yet become the Vim, but they were trying to get there. They were working on getting to the level where they could become a Navi. And it's the people like that, they used to separate themselves from the big urban populations. They used to live on their own, so to speak, in groups, he says, but in the Midboros or places like that, where they could spend their time much more focused on, much more focused on developing the Ruchnius or the Kedusha, which is necessary to, to achieve the book. Which is a chiddush to us. It's a chiddush to us because maybe there were b'nei neviim like that. We find groups of them. Like it says Shol, you met a chevul neviim here, and you met a neviim over there. There could have been such a thing, but we find the neviim themselves, uh, at least the neviim whose neviims we have, it wasn't a mahalik that they got to neviim. There were the, the, the neviim we know about: Shmuel, Yeshaya, Yirmiyah, Yecheskel. They were involved in the center where Klai Yisrael was. So it's interesting that there was a, a second track, so to speak, to get Nevoah, which was by separ- separating themselves from everybody, and uh, in solitude or in spoilers on, on their own, that was what they tried to do to develop a level of achieving Nevoah. We have an example of this today. We have something that mimics that today. What are you say next? So, but obviously, to get Nebo would only be at a time and a place where Nebo is possible. But he says, Today, in this place, and the level of pleasure they are today, the Nebo is not an option. The Nebo doesn't come forth anymore. And since today there's less ability to acquire that Chachma, and when he calls the, there's a lack of, when he calls the Chochma Ativis, that, uh, in other words, that a person will achieve on his own by 
being misquoted. If that's the case today, if a person wants to separate himself from other people to live a life of solitude of precious, he has put himself in the position of where he's going to have self-inflicted Yisurim and Chodi Nafshim, which basically means emotional distress. And the people will see in him the Dalis, so to speak, the weakness or the the low level which comes from like the, just as a person who's sick would have. And people think that's the Dalis which comes from a life of being near of submission or shiflus because of feelings of lowly. And therefore, why? Because the person who rejects Olamazer and uh, looks to avoid whatever Olamazer is to offer, that's, he's going to weaken himself. And what's going to happen is he's going to come out despising his life. Why? Because he's unhappy with the self-inflicted, so to speak, he's imposed on himself. Not because he is mitavosimus, he's enjoying the bedidus. There's no other option. How can it not be like that? Because he isn't davik to the ara like which it was in the service in the group of the vim who were together. And not in the level of the vim. Below he gear the chachmas shemaspikim he's asking for him. Lim tsarevus bam sharchayov even the level of the early philosophers who've had a pleasure, who had a tainuk, an arayim, so to speak, an enjoyment in the chachma that they were able to discover, he doesn't have that either. And now the, the Kozari has said what he said at the very beginning, but he's made it much more graphic. And he said, a person who's living a life of precious in order to achieve a life of nubu. So the enjoyment he has in life is what he's achieving. And therefore, Yes, he enjoyed it. He, he's gaining something. He feels accomplished and there's a, he has a drive to get to become a Nobi. And the pleasure or the elevation, the sublime feeling that one feels on reaching the book, that compensates for whatever he's losing or he's giving up on to get there. That's by a Nobi. The Vira Levi goes a step further and he says, even a person who's living a life of precious in order to, so to speak, come to a certain uh, philosophical clarity or understanding, so then also it's a trade-off. On the one hand, it, he's, it's true he's cut himself off from other people, but on the other hand, for a person who's interested in focusing on a certain level of philosophic clarity or accuracy, so then it's worth it for him. It's what he gains from it, and that's the enjoyment he has. And if we had to translate this, even if he doesn't do that, into our terms today, a person who's willing to live a life of but what makes a life like that enjoyable and fulfilling is So for the geshmak, for the enjoyment that a person has in understanding Torah or coming to a greater depth in Torah, so he doesn't look at the suffering, he doesn't look at the privation of the physical circumstances he's in because the enjoyment of the Torah that he's learning makes up for it.
which is a very, very important point. We'll come back to it in a moment. But if a person doesn't have that, then all he's doing is feeling the surim of, so to speak, self-imposed isolation or self-imposed uh, precious. So then a person is going to hate life. Because, not because he thinks it's a, 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 coming from the point of a diary, the person thinks he's so spiritual that he wants to elevate himself out of this world. Exactly the opposite. Because the person's so miserable. And he's got so much he doesn't enjoy here, there's nothing to do. So then, Akira, he resigned himself to, he'd rather die than live the suffering he's living. It's not a level of ruchness. It's not a level of ruchness. A person who's unhappy with the physical world isn't, isn't there for a tariq because he's on a high dark. Somebody who's depressed is somebody who's unhappy. The high dagger comes from the enjoyment of the ruchness, not necessarily the disillusionment with the physical, especially in a case like this where it's self-imposed. Now, that's an important point because you see this with Paul. Not because we're in today, not even because we're going the route of the philosophers today, but you see this with Paul. And that is a person who is learning Torah, but and in Maisa, he finds his chios in Torah. His fulfillment in Torah, and he finds his sipuk, his enjoyment in Torah, then the lack of physical, so to speak, wealth, or the lack of the lifestyle that he, that he might not have, isn't important to him. Because the, the satisfaction, or the enjoyment, or the achievement that he feels in Torah, makes the worthwhile. But for a person who doesn't feel an achievement in Torah, a person who doesn't feel an achievement in Torah, so then, Adarabah, he feels that he's living a life of a serious nefesh. A life of, so to speak, giving things up in order to, because he has to be learning. I want to say something amazing. Amazing. I was teaching Gemara Shit today in my yeshiva. Uh, the Gemara says like this. The, the Gemara says the end of the first paragraph. And the Gemara says, Ha-Talmidim yotzim b'shos for a chaydash. Talmidim want to go in the Torah. So they're allowed to leave their home for up to a month to, to learn. So the Gemara says, what are we talking about? Uh, if, if it's not the if it means their wives let them go, so then if the wives let them go, you have to feel If the wives let them go, they can go for much longer than that. So the Gemara says, no, this is the Ayra that's what's normal. So Rashi says something, firstly, it's a tremendous point in Shalom Bais. Rashi says that, that means that even if it's Bishos, even if the lady agrees that her husband go for more than what's normal, but he should know it's not really vicious. He, he forced her into it, or she felt she had to agree, but she didn't really want to. And then we shouldn't do it. Ask Stasis, ask Stasis, one second. On the next half, like when I tell the story of Rabbi Kiv, who went for 24 years, and Rashim Bayechai went for 12 years, and Rabbi Chachinai went for 12 years. So it's all should be vicious? How can that be? So comes on the reintasis, and he says, there's a big difference between somebody who was convinced by her husband to let him go, or somebody, that they smeich him that the husband should go to become Mirecha Chomim. They wanted that. That's what they wanted Lechatchila. So it was a Shaira, that's what they wanted Lechatchila. So there's no Shaira. When Rachel married Rabbi Akiva, she wanted him to go in there. It wasn't here to convince him. That's Lechatchila. She said, well, you're going to do it right? So if somebody willingly wants to live that life, then there's no problem, you can go for as long as you want. But if it's a shayla of a husband having to convince his wife to do something which she might not want to do, so then it's only what's considered erechara, only what's considered normal, is it fair to ask for. To ask for more than that isn't really fair. Ah, oh, but she agreed. 
It's not the same thing. When a person wants to do something, it's when a person agrees to something they don't want to do. So I said I have a story of a chaznish. And so I'm just point. There's a certain bar from Panda which was called chaznish. I went to discuss a certain shalikh of chaznish. Should he get engaged? Should he get engaged? So in discussing the option, he told the chaznish when he met her, he told her that he wants to stay in learning. Uh, for a long time. And she said to him, Yes, it's very important. She's willing to be most nefesh for her husband to learn. Mm-hmm. And he thought that was a big matter. The chaznish told him, drop the shirk, it's not for you. What's wrong? So if a person thinks that having a husband to learning is something they have to be most nefesh for, the chat is they don't see it as a matter. It's something they'll sacrifice for because they have to, but it's not they don't see it as something which is a matter. Right? If, just to give a, explain the point. Let's say a man will tell a lady, Yes, I know, I mean, international trade, once a month I have to go overseas to do business, but I'm, I'm very successful. And she's not going to say, all right, I'll be more than nefesh, you know, to let you go overseas once a month because you can make a million dollars. If it's something she wants, she doesn't look at it as a serious nefesh. And therefore, if the Chazanish said this, if, if her approach to Torah is something that she feels is a serious nefesh to let you do, it means she doesn't understand the value of learning Torah. Okay. So you don't have to drop the shidduch. But let's take the step back. Let's take it to the next stage. And but so, so she's going to most nefesh. What's the problem? This, this is the of the Kuzar. For a person who they're happy with that decision, so they made it, they're going to live a life of enjoyment because they're happy with the decisions they made and they feel fulfilled. A person who lives a life which they think is mysterious nefesh means they're justifying suffering. I'm living a life of suffering, I'm just justifying it for some reason. It doesn't work. If it doesn't work. If a person doesn't feel fulfillment in what they do, then they're going to resent it and they're going to come to hate living. Because they're just forced into a position of, of suffering. And then, the next stage, like the Kuzari says, they'll think that they, they want to leave this world because it's such a high darga. It's not just a high darga. They're just coming from unhappiness. unhappiness. And that's not the way Ayur Hashem is meant to be. Ayur Hashem is meant to find the Sipuk in his learning, or Sipuk in his avoider, and Mimele, he enjoys what he does. He enjoys what he does, and he wouldn't want it to be different. And he doesn't look at life like a, a burden which is which is forced to live, even though he's suffering through it. It's other burdens. He approaches with the same excitement as somebody who would approach life. He's looking for the excitement in somewhere else. And that's why he says that the, the person who looks for Bdidus as an as a end in itself, without something that the Bdidus is going to bring him to, whether it's Nevo, or whether it's Chachmo, or whether it's ever it's going to be. So then he has nothing to show for it except for the suffering he's effect on himself. Yes, he's going to come to hate his life, and he's going to think he's in a high dark, and actually he's not. <coughs> exactly the opposite. And that's why he says again and again that the idea of Bedidus in totality is not a good thing. It's not a good thing because it's, a, it, it's more likely to bring a person to a stage of being unhappy than a stage of greatness. And... Uh, I'll finish this with the point I heard from Revolver many times. And that is, the Mahalach Vavadis Hashem has to be something which a person is not going to resent. Taking on anything which a person is going to resent doing, or it's going to be something which he feels that he's forced to do, or it becomes a, a, something that you know, is a serious nefesh. In that sense, don't do it. The, the loss is worse, is worse than what you're going to, more than what you're going to gain from it. When a person gets to a certain darga, so then it doesn't become a mysterious nefesh to get something up. 
it becomes obvious because the person does what they enjoy most. And therefore, when it gets to the stage that when a person enjoys something of Ruchnius, then it's obvious. I would, I'm not interested in doing something else. So it's not the mysterious nefesh that I gave it up. It's the, it's the fact that I, I would much rather do, do different. And uh, I said this before in the Kuzari Shem, I'll say it again. People who think that the way of Eretz Hashem is to deny themselves pleasure. So they're not going to eat things that they enjoy, they're not going to do things that they enjoy, but after. So, so they shouldn't enjoy themselves. That's exactly another example of the same idea. It doesn't bring a person to ruchnis. It brings a person to depression. It's not the same thing as ruchnis. It's exactly the opposite. When a person is so focused on his learning that he couldn't be bothered to go eat, you know, he much rather carry in the argument than go eat lunch, that's the level of ruchnis which overcome the gashmis, and the person won't miss it. It's not like he feels I lost out on something. I was busy. I had other things to do which were more important. And if he has given the option of going out with a friend for a meal or going to hear a shir, and he prefers the shir, then he's not going to feel I'm losing out. That's the way the Ruchnius develops. And the same thing, the B'nai Nevim, whatever it was, the idea wasn't precious for the sake of precious. It was precious to achieve the Vua, and that made it all worthwhile. Because the, the enjoyment or the achievement or the, the Ruchni satisfaction that there is in the level which one achieves means one enjoys what he's doing. And that's the difference between the two. The, the, the difference between how the world, which you spoke of before, views the, the hermit, views the parish, and considers it Kedusha, and, he, and the Kedusha explains it, it's not Kedusha, it's just depression. I have a person who has a tendency to depression, it, just for uh, emotionally, will very often work to go this way backwards. In other words, he'll look to try and, so to speak, define depression as a spiritual level. And all kinds of reasons. It's a virus or it's also the virus or it's a virus shemaim, or whatever else it is, and it's none of those things. It's none of those things. It's coming from a, a point of a, an emotional, so to speak, depression or sadness, and it's just looking for a firm reason to explain it. Just like if a person is OCD and as a result he's always washing until the day, we don't say that he's Mamish Machman until the day. We say he has a problem. It's expressing itself until the day. It wouldn't be that. It'd be OCD about making sure that he switched their custody off every night. Same thing over here. If a person is, has a problem that they're depressed, that they're miserable by nature, so they're going to look for a spiritual thing to, so to speak, malbutch it on, to justify it or to explain it, but it's not where it's coming from. That's an excuse. But the result's not going to be spirituality. The result's, the result's going to be going to be living a life, or like he says, uh, suffering and, and affliction. So, as you said, is there never a, 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 